um, port workers in British Columbia ratified the deal. Uh, I think that's the end of that situation that basically burst onto the national scene uh, five weeks ago now, six weeks ago, it was July 1st, Canada Day is when they walked off the job, but uh, that work action that crippled more than 30 ports along the BC coast had about 7,400 port workers off the job and it caused chaos across the country. You know, you had politicians from coast to coast to coast, business groups all jumping in and saying, this is untenable. We need a solution. We've got to come up with a way to end this. We've got to get it done. The government sort of, um, I don't know, I, I'm fairly, I, I'm fairly satisfied with the way the government went. I think we all would have liked to see it go a little bit sooner, but they were trying to walk the line of respecting the collective bargaining agreement while at the same time applying the right amount of pressure to say this will not go on indefinitely. We will step in if we have to. Could have gone quicker, I think a lot of people would say, but in the end, we got a deal after, like I say, five or six weeks. Now, in that deal, uh, it includes increases in wages and benefits and training. Uh, the dollars and cents are always part of the equation with any labor action, of course. And in this case, they definitely were. And I think, you know, the settlement was pretty good. But there was also lots of talk about job security. That was another conversation that we've had in other areas, but specifically around this port strike. Job security in the face of automation. Our next guest says, you know what, we need to get to the bottom of this situation, find out exactly what it is and what it's going to mean going forward. Peter Hall is a professor of urban studies at Simon Fraser University. Uh, Peter, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome. So th this settlement, like I say, the wages that we heard about in the first deal that were rejected by the union leadership are pretty good. I think for most people looking at them, they thought, hey, that's not bad. So the fact that it was rejected tells us that it wasn't all about wages here, right? There was some real concerns about job security right from the start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, I, I characterize it as a generous deal. Obviously, that's, yeah. uh, that's in the eye of the beholder. Um, but it was uh, effectively 19% over four years and uh, some boosts uh, to the pension and a signing bonus. Um, so I think the fact that that was rejected really does point to sort of a long-term concern about automation and then the kind of the more immediate form that uh, technical change takes, and that's in questions about skills and contracting out and what uh, what, what work is done on the terminal by these workers and what, what work is done elsewhere. So I think those were underlying issues that, uh, um, that, you know, that meant that money wasn't everything. And that, I mean, automation is something, it's a reality in the industry. There's no question. It's been around for quite some time, right? I mean, it's not, not new when it comes to port workers. No, that's right. I, you know, we've had, uh, we've never marine shipping container and um and that um has just meant huge changes in uh, the amount of technology the the volume of goods handled per worker is just incredible the the goes in um and um and there's there's a certain bulk side um although um i mean there are lots of things we don't know about container automation that we know even less about what might come uh, on the on the bulk uh, export side um in terms of changes in terminals and operations and so on so yeah it's been around for a long time and um um the 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 
is a, a new kind of generation of um, robotic and um, um, very uh, very technical kind of automation that's coming. Um, that uh, that's that's another quantum leap right, uh, yeah. in in this process. Yeah. What do we in terms of how it's gone to this point, Peter, with the integration of the automation and what it's meant for the workforce? How has it gone? Has it been all doom and gloom for port workers to this point? Um, um, I mean, yes and no. Uh, if you if you if you go back far enough, um, this was a very labor-intensive industry that employed a whole lot of people. But it really, it hasn't been like that for you know for several decades now. And so um, there's a there's there is a long history in the in the West Coast, uh, Canada, United States, of essentially a, a, an agreement between employers and employees. You can implement any technology you want to. We want um, some forms of security for our members. Now, the uh, the, the the number of members has dwindled. Um, there are there are still fewer people working in the ports today than than at the high point. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, you know, with 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 pretty good earnings and with and particularly in in British Columbia with generous pensions, you know that's that's been the deal. That's uh, and 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 it's a deal that's worked up until now. Um, but but uh, you know I'd, I think that this kind of trade off of um, uh, jobs for income um, is is starting to fray. It's starting to break down. You are proposing we we launch an industrial commission to investigate this entire issue. Um, let's start with an industrial commission. It's happened before with port workers. What is an industrial commission, and what would they be tasked with doing? So it's a it's a provision in the um, Canada Labour Code. So the ports are federal, so they fall under the federal jurisdiction, um, and it's a mechanism that allows the minister to appoint um, commissioners. Sometimes one, sometimes a panel. Um, uh, often they'll be um, practicing lawyers, uh, judges, mediators, people like that, who then have a um, a bit of uh, they have they have the ability to to do an inquiry, so they can. For instance, they could they could get a lot of detailed data on uh, uh, you know on this question of contracting out. They could they could really have a close look at what's going on. Um, this question of uh, whether or not it's possible to recruit enough skills. They could look in that in a lot of detail. Um, so it's one mechanism to really look closely at an issue. It was used uh, previously when there was a lot of dispute about. Um, 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 actually, some of your some of your listeners in in the Calgary area, you know, a lot of a lot of warehouse work of Vancouver imports is handled in Calgary, and some part of that is historically there was a there was a provision that um, that had uh, that said that the work had to be done in Vancouver by longshore members, and so um, um, that was a bit of a sticking block, and it was actually a, an incentive to push those warehouses off into into another province. So they had a commission on that back in the 1980s, and that proposed a an agreement to um, get rid of that provision in the collective agreement, and and there was compensation to the pension fund. So it's been done in the past, and it's one mechanism and um, of you know of giving everyone a, a chance to sort of take a step back and look at the issues. Interesting that a commission um, about 30 years ago, 1995, was tasked with looking at one of the issues that kept coming up over and over again this summer is the right to strike and whether or not port workers should have it. That that was settled by one of these commissions back in the 90s, right? That's right. So there, there was a commission in the 90s 
Um, that that commission um, was looking at the question of whether whether or not to strike and also what to do with um, uh, sort of perishable products and um, this question of whether or not port workers are essential. And that particular commission said, no, nope, we're defending the right to strike, but um, it it um, it. It was it, it it was the launching pad for two things. The one is the 72-hour um, yes. notice. So you know that's so you've got something that's sensitive uh, cargo, and you've got 72 hours to try and find an alternative. And um, and it seems, um, as far as I can tell, um, that that's also where the um, where the the idea that you can't strike a grain terminal comes from. Um, so that's also you know a major perishable commodity. Um, and that's that's uh, you know that's very intense at certain times of year um, when the harvest is being exported. So, um, so it came up with a way of preserving the right to strike, but um, uh, protecting some of the shipping interests at the same time. So, I mean, does it have to be an adversarial situation then? Um, when we have well, a commission no, like I mean, this, I mean, this is a new reality yeah. that we need to adjust to, right? Well, exactly, and that's and that's where you know. Um, uh, you, 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 you'd rather you'd rather folks worked it out at the bargaining table and and uh, and came up with an agreement that both sides um, can live with. Um, but when when something is as uncertain and as potentially big as this, I mean, and I say potentially because we, we we don't know the the evidence from container uh, from automated container terminals is mixed from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so when something is this uncertain, maybe it is helpful for everyone to just uh, call in some outside help and uh, and and sort of take a step away from the immediate day-to-day conflict and uh, and and try and you know try and come up with a with a with a non a non-conflict situation. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with you on that. What would the fi- are, are the findings binding? Would it be suggestions? Would it just be a report? What do you envision sort of coming out of this commission? Um, so, sometimes it's binding, although I, I I don't know that they could do that in this right, in this yeah. case. So so with the uh, with the um, with the example in the 1980s of, around the um, uh, um, stuffing and filling containers in the Vancouver area, very specific um, narrow question, and they came up with a binding proposal. Um, that particular commission. In this case, it's probably more. Um, would need to be more of a kind of a um, an investigation, making recommendations. Um, there have still be some adjustments to the labor code, but it, it's 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 probably not possible to put a question to a commission that it kind of ends in a narrow right. yes no on. Exactly, yeah, but at least starts the conversation. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it.